Sharing your afternoon with me, I greatly appreciate it. Okay, if you got a question, please call 651-641-1071. What doll created in 1959 was named after the inventor's daughter? Raggedy Ann, Barbie, Strawberry Shortcake, or Winnie the Pooh? What do you think there, Rachel? I'm going to go with Barbie. Ding, 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 ding. The Barbie doll was invented by Ruth Handler in 1959 and was named after her daughter. The Ken doll, likewise, was named after her son. Now, I did not know that. Barbie was first introduced to the world in 1959, American Toy Fair in New York City, sporting a ponytail and a black and white striped swimsuit. If we, if she were a real person, the original Barbie doll measured, you ready for this? It would have been, if she was a real person, 39, 18, and 33. Oh, interesting. Yes. In response to criticism that these measurements might create unrealistic expectation for young girls, well, you think, to live up to, Mattel since has adjusted the chest measurement down and the waist measurement up. Some bar- Barbie dolls measure. Milestone Barbies introduced to our 1959 Ken, her boyfriend. Um, let's see, 1960, let's see, Fashion Queen Barbie debuted, let's see, with three interchangeable wigs. I don't remember that one. Okay, and that was in 1963. Skipper, Barb, Skipper Barbie's little sister was introduced in 1964. Barbie got bendable legs in 1965. <laughs> A Speaking Barbie is released in 1968. Malibu Barbie debuts in 1971. Superstar Barbie debuts in 1977. Black Barbie and Hispanic Barbie were introduced in 1980. Barbie gets her own website in 1996. That'd be interesting. Barbie runs for president in 2000. Barbie and Ken break up. What year do you think Barbie and Ken split up? They broke up? Yep, they oh broke goodness. up. I was surprised with that, too. Mm. In 2004, Barbie and Ken broke up. Wow. Aw. Totally. What an era. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Okay, let's hit the phone. You got what? We got open lines. Give a holler, 651-641-1071. Who's up first, Rachel? We've got Mary Lou, who has a timid dog who's afraid of the groomer. A groomer fear. Boy, I can relate to that. <laughs> Hi there, Marianne. Is it Marianne? Hi. It's Mary Lou. Mary Lou. Okay. Sorry about that, Mary Lou. Okay. So what kind of dog? It's a carrier poodle mix. How many pounds? Uh, probably about 20 pounds. 20 pounds. Okay. How old? Uh, a little over a year. He was a year in May. Okay. Now, have you had this one from since a pup or what? Yes. Okay. Have you done any grooming at home with the dog? Uh, we have tried. Okay. Um, we even honestly tried to sedate him at home. Oh my! To get done. Okay. And he is just—he's—he's a, he's a fearful dog in general. Okay. Uh, and the the whole grooming thing. Once you turn on the the um, trimmer, yep, he goes berserk. Like there's, he's it's inconsolable. Very, very to, okay. Yeah. Inconsolable. Okay. So, yeah, so we were wondering. Well, there must be. I mean, he can't be the only dog. Like this. <laughs> no, you there are. are. <laughs> there a groomer around that? That can handle it. Okay, well, believe it or not, before you hit the groomer, we got to talk to you, okay? And so the thing is, it's going to be your job to start building some confidence in this dog so the dog isn't so spooky. If you can groom, take a a comb or for, now, how is he in a real almost full overgrown coat or what kind of coat does he have right now? Right now, he's he's a little overgrown, but we've kind of been grooming him the best we can. Okay, good. 
completely out of control. Okay. And so what brushes what brushes are you using? I'm 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 stopping because I'm speaking for my sister and, and she's next to me and well, I use two different brushes. Two different brushes. The kind with the with the with the pointy solid Like know. a rake? Like a rake? Yeah. One is a rake and the other is more of a soft brush. Okay. The soft brush isn't good for the uh for the poodle coat. Okay. Okay. You're more what you want more with the rake and you want a comb, like a, a comb that has like wide things at one end and narrower ones on the other side. Okay. All right. But anyway, so what you got to start doing is that we have to start building this dog's confidence just in life in general. Okay. So it's going to take baby steps. So for the first thing, what you're going to do is that now if you can groom one ear, you know, run a a groom every day, you're going to groom something on that dog, whether it's one front leg, one back leg, a couple swipes on the side, the tail. And what you're going to do is you're going to try to tag team them. Where let's say don't feed him, and so then part of his dinner is going to be that you're going to give him some food as somebody's working on grooming him. Okay, but you're just grooming. You mean just brushing or combing? Gross. Yeah, we're not we're not turning anything electric on. (laughs) What we're after is to get him okay with the brushes. That eventually we can go all the way or at least halfway through the dog with the brush. You know, with the comb, with the the comb and the the uh, the rake. Okay. Okay. And then candle his feet and you want to be perky and positive. Don't go, oh, there, there. It's okay. We can do this. Okay. Because dogs, that's called consoling and dogs don't console. All right. If they got a good, strong leader to follow, they could buck up and do a lot of things with that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the thing is, is that this dog needs to walk on a leash nice, nicely. You know, all four feet. Uh, he needs to learn some manners, like you know, the owner goes through the door first, the pup goes through the second. Uh, uh, a good uh, stay. But the big thing is that when you um, when you're walking, that he walks on a loose lead next, not out scanning out in front. And then to work on the what is this game. And what that is, is you take the leash, just hook it to his regular collar, and and the leash is all into your left hand. Take the pointer finger of your right and go up and touch something at eye level or below of the dog. And you go, what is this? What is this? What is this? Now, what you're after is the dog is going to see you as a good enough leader to come up. And where your your finger is, his nose will go to touch it and see what's going on. What is? this let's check this out together we're a team all right now if the dog is like i don't care i'm i'm out of (laughs) here you touch it i'm not coming anywhere near that so what you're going to do is as long as he tries to take one step forward you stop saying what is this and then you praise him oh very nice look at you look at you good job good job good job then you go back to oh what is this what is this and if he takes another step or if he comes in and goes behind you and like peeks out from around you like okay you die first I'll watch <laughs> okay so then what we're after only do it three times and if the dog doesn't come all the way up move on to something else but we have to work on the relationship with the owner to install more confidence so that the dog won't wig out. And so now another thing to do is to take those clippers or the trimmers. When the dog is eating, turn the clipper on for about two seconds and turn it off. Then walk away. Don't have it by the dog. Have it, let's say that the dog is like uh, 20 feet from you eating dinner. All right, turn the clipper on. Don't say anything. And, you know, let it buzz for like, like I say, a minute. And then turn it off, walk away. Okay, if the dog jumps and leaves the bowl, don't worry about it. He'll come back. And so because my Gilligan, when I first got him, he was really scared of the fan over the stove. 
when I turned that on, he was in Alaska. Okay. And so the whole thing was, is that I would turn it on when he was eating. I would turn it on, you know, for a little bit. It got to be longer and longer periods of time I could have it on. And that's what you're going to do with the, the, the clippers. All right. Okay. So that that he gets, you know, he doesn't, when he hears a clipper, it's not automatically attached to his body. <laughs> and somebody's trying to hold him still to get it done. Cause what right. we, yep. And so what we got to do is get that fear out of there that you know, just because he hears a clipper and he's not going to wig out. So your goal is that you can get closer and closer and pretty soon you could turn the, you know, turn it on and kind of stand next to him. But don't ever bring it to him. It, he just has to listen to the to the sound, and then flip him a couple of treats or have him eat. Just practice throughout the day. So desensitize him to this sound. That this sound means good things, not bad things. All right. And then in the yeah. meantime, uh, it's going to be you're going to be doing the grooming there again. Give him some of his feed. Somebody be feeding him as you're trying to brush one ear. Okay. Then that ear's done. Good job. Now he can finish his dinner. All right, then right now while he's eating, maybe you can get both ears done. It's going to be baby stepping, and the whole thing is, is that if he, you know, like tries to run, don't yell at him, but don't coddle him. What you're going to be doing, have him on a leash so he can't run, all right? And so then you're going to, and put him up like on a washer or a dryer with a a non-skid rug. You want him up off the floor, all right? Uh Okay, and then, you know, what you're just going to do is that you're uh, like I say you're, you're gonna, somebody's going to be giving him like you know some pieces of his food and then you're going to kind of maybe work on an ear and then like if he you know if he looks like he's going to run say ah 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 just settle just settle we're going to be fine we are doing just fine here aren't we yes isn't this so much fun oh yes yes it's so much fun all right but if he tries to snap at you ah wrong you be nice you be nice oh yes we can do this so you know what I mean you're not yelling at him. Your voice is perky and positive. He's getting treats. I'm not a treat trainer, but when you got aversions like that, you have to try to make them feel, or see that you know good things happen when they hear this noise. And then it's called desensitization, and you can get them pretty soon. That he's, he could. Then the next step, it might be four months down the line that maybe you can trim an ear. Okay, and there again, it's going to be in baby steps. And if you can find a groomer that's willing to work with you in these baby steps, once he accepts the sound. You know, of the, the tri- clippers, but he doesn't necessarily need the clippers because with poodles, you can do what's called a scissors cut. Okay. So, um, you can, we want to find a good groomer that is, that has the patience that he's going to go, go in and maybe get the one side of him done. Okay. Or like two legs done, front legs. Then he'll go back and do, it's going to be a lot of pussyfooting around, but that's what you have to do to get him to be desensitized. All right. Got it. D- does that make sense? It does. So now we want to work on his relationship, too, to build a confidence. Start teaching him tricks. Do um, uh, do brain games for dogs. Okay, brain teasers. Input, input, input. All right? Yep. Okay, good luck. Thank you, Katie. You betcha. Bye-bye. Okay, what toy first introduced in Nuremberg Toy Show in 1979 sold over 1 million units by 1982? Rubik's Cube, My Little Pony, Pictionary or garbage pa- or garbage cabbage patch kids. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Hope you got some questions. So give a holler, 651-641-1071. We have some open lines. Okay, what toy first introduced at the Nuremberg Toy Show in 1979 sold over 1 million units by 1982? Was it Rubik's Cube, My Little Pony, Pictionary 
or Cabbage Patch Kids, as I finally said, Garbage Patch. No, but Cabbage Patch Kids. Rachel, what do you think? That needs to be a new toy, like Garbage Patch Kids. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with My Little Pony. Ah, what does Brian in there think? Did he hear it at all? Brian's with somebody. Dis- He's going with Rubik's Cube. Ding, 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 ding. Rubik's Cube, uh, hungry and science, uh, a hungry, hungry and scientist obsessed with 3D geometric geometry first envisioned the Rubik's Cube in 1974. It took him several years, however, to work on the complex interaction of the toys elements. And even after creating a working model, Rubik found it difficult to market his new toy due to the political and economic atmosphere. Hungary was deeply uh, communist at the time. Finally, in 1979, Rubik got the break he was so looking for when the Rubik's Cube was featured in the Nuremberg Toy Show. It captured the imagination of toy enthusiasts everywhere. And by 1982, over one million cubes have been sold. Have you ever tried the Rubik's Cube? I have. I was one of those people who like tried to peel off the sticker ah! and then <laughs> put it on. <laughs> so I was too lazy to learn actually, actually how to do it. There you go. I tried it legitly because I like puzzles and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I just, it was, yeah, I walked away. I, and then you get some people that are just kind of, and here, it's like, wrong. There's like a method to it. Yeah, I guess there's a rhythm or something to it. Yeah, I don't, I never understood. You know, there's books out there that tells you about how to do it. I just walked away. So anyway, it is what it is. All right. Open lines, folks. It doesn't happen very often. 651-641-1071. Who's up next? We've got Melissa, who's got trouble with her neighbor's dog. Uh-oh. Hi, Melissa. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Good. So what's going on? Well, I have some lovely neighbors, and they adopted about a five-year-old, part German Shepherd, they think part Husky mix. Okay. And she has been lovely for the first two weeks. Okay. Come over and greet us, and he's a very, very conscientious dog owner. Mm-hmm. He walks her, and she comes to see us, and my husband was the first one she met, and she's just been lovely. Well, two weeks in, about two and a half weeks in, um, he brought her some water, and she took a drink, and at the same exact time, he moved a metal patio chair, it scraped on the cement, and she startled and she bit him. Oh. And out of the clear blue, because she had just earlier been over there loving on him and, you know. Right, right. But then he went to get her some water, so I don't know, was she water guarding? No. Okay, how bad did he, how bad did he get bit? Not. Okay. Uh, he had shorts on and it didn't break the skin. Okay, okay. So now, so she's is she, she drinking the water when he moved that chair? Um, no, she had drank it out of a a, a bowl and okay. then um, uh, she was sniffing the pail. He had a pail with some in, so okay. his hand kind of was still on the pail and he moved this chair. So that's why I don't know. Is water guarding like food guarding, or was it just the noise? Because she seriously just snapped. She oh, didn't growl. She didn't raise hackles. Okay, you know good. what I mean? She okay, just yeah. snapped. Okay. Now, how is uh, is she fine with him now? Um, the owner was mortified, okay. and um, a few days later, my husband was crossing the alley, and the man said. We want to try it again. And I think the mistake was they had my husband approach them and she lunged at him. Really? Yeah. 
Was but it? she doesn't know this dog's history. This dog was just found running around somewhere, and she's a really nice, very healthy. She was somebody's pet. Okay. But they went to check the, you know, the the chip, and they couldn't contact the owners. Okay. So anyway. Okay. Okay. Because first of all, when we when we meet a dog, okay, um, yeah, there I've never seen a dog resource guard over water, but anything's possible. Okay. okay? So it could have been the noise that startled her. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, like when she, he met her that second time, did he go straight for like straight at her and, just, and stick his arm out like, hi, buddy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know if he was looking her in the eye. I don't know. Right. I, okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I now, now, did they have her on a leash when he she lunged at him? I'm probably pretty sure because he's a very good owner and I'm sure he would have. Okay. Okay. Especially since she already bit him once. Yeah. Yeah. But see, dogs know where the, their teeth are at all times. If she wanted to do damage, she would have. All right. And so they know the pressure, amount of pressure they want to put on and, and such. And so now if he was going directly at her this second time, you know, to say hi to her and kind of looking at her, she could have took that as a, you know, a consultation. So the best, what you want to do is you turn side. Anytime you meet a new dog, you should always turn sideways because a side profile to a dog is a calming signal. And then you put your, you look to the ground, don't look at the dog. And then you tap, tap at eye level of the dog. Let's say your right side is facing the dog. You tap, tap at eye, or at eye level of the dog on your leg. Okay, tap, tap, and then wiggle, wiggle your fingers. Tap, tap, wiggle, wiggle. Now, if the dog wants to come in and say hi, he'll come in. If he comes in real slow, don't ever take your thumb off your leg. All right, because then if you extend your arm out, the dog can take that as a dominant move because everybody wants to pet the dog between the ears, over the head and down the back of the neck. And that's a dominant move to for people that are outside of the pack in the dog's mind. OK, people don't know how to greet dogs right. And that's why a lot of them get bit is because the dog takes it the wrong way. Because remember, a dog thinks dog. People think like people. And so you've got to understand how a dog sees the situation so that you you don't get yourself bit. Because a lot of people want to come straight on in, bend over, get into their face. Hi, and how are you? Aren't you a cutie? And there's more often than not people have got nailed in the face or in their hand as their hand extended out. All right. And so um, I guess what I would what I would suggest is that uh, the owners that, you know, that have the dog, you know, get some really high value treat like the Nutrisource jerky treats dogs love or the um, whatever you call it, um, moist and tender. OK, uh, now the, those because you want something that stinks really bad because dogs all about the smell of something. All right. And then have your husband just sit down and have them. You know, sit with the dog, and they're not to pet the dog. They're just, you know, to have a converse. Hey, Rover. I mean, hi, hi, Marty. How you doing? Da da da. Okay, and then now uh, your husband's chair would kind of be side profile to the dog, and then he's to, you know, kind of flip out. Don't lean forward. Just kind of flip out a treat over the dog's way, and just say, Hey, Rover, how you doing? And then look back at that. Don't look at the dog. You know, you can look out of the corner of your eye, you know, type thing, and then go back to talking to the neighbor. And so what you want to do is baby step it so the dog starts seeing him with a positive, a.k.a. the treat. Okay, so then what your goal is, and then let's say it's time for your husband to get up and go. And then, you know, say, hey, okay, we'll catch you later, Marty. And then, you know, now see what the dog's reaction is. You know, he should lob maybe about three, four treats to the dog, you know. And then, okay, I got to I gotta go over and see the wife. So as he stands up, what's the reaction of the dog? Does the dog like, 
Okay, startle, or is he just kind of like, "Oh, where are you going? Food train leaving." <laughs> okay, so what we want to do is try to figure out what started this. Uh, as far as was it the, the sound, and he got scared that you know we don't know when a dog's pass. We all remember things that scared the bejeebies out of us in a heartbeat, but we never remembered the good things that things that made us feel happy. Oh, it could have been this, it could have been that. But you can drum up right away when you're scared about something, and that's what might have happened. The noise of shifting the chair, we don't know. This is where I talked to a lot of people that I wish the dogs had a microchip in their head. <laughs> so we could take the chip out and put it in the computer and just see what the hey were you thinking? <laughs> so anyway. So I don't know. Um, Go ahead. One more question. When when she actually did bite, he was side. So he was probably the noise, but he wasn't facing her. He wasn't reaching for her. Okay, yeah. It yeah. must have just been the noise scared her. That's it, all I can think of. Yep. It, it could when be but but now what we want to do is we want to try to reintroduce him to her, okay, to this dog. Reintroduce him. Yeah, just reintroduce him. And just like I said, side profile, the dog's on a leash. The owner's to, you know, what the owner can do is stand on the leash like about 10 inches from the hook with both feet. So if the dog lunges, that you've got, you know, the dog, it'll be an immediate reaction to the dog's action. Okay, if he steps on the leash, because when you step on a leash, when a dog is a jumpy dog or a lunger, you step on the leash so that when the dog is standing on all four, the head is dipped a little bit. And then if he sits, the collar goes a little bit looser. And if he lays, the collar goes totally loose. Okay, so so that's where he wants to do, because you don't want to restrain it. If you hold her back, then that is worse because a tight leash sends a warning signal to the dog that there's a problem with the situation. The collar needs, the leash needs to be loose. But if the dog lunges, there's no way he can get to anybody. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Because that's right. a, we just got to reintroduce and, and try to... Now, how's the dog with you? Have you gone over and seen the dog? Oh, she's been lovely with everyone. This came as quite a surprise. But like I said, she was about three weeks in to being adopted when she just snapped at that moment. Okay. So that's why we, we've been perplexed and... He's been keeping her away from us recently, mm -hmm. I think, trying to figure it out. Yep. But okay. I, I would like to be neighbors with my yep. neighbors. Right. You know. and, so the, and so, like I said, just uh, have a date on the porch. You'll have it a beer. And he's with the dog. Yeah, we have a patio. Okay, that's fine, too. No, <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> but anyway, okay. it's where you're both, you're sitting around the table, but he's sitting away from the table. He's still a part of the conversation. But the dog can't get to anybody, so the dog is getting used to the sounds, the smells, of the people that are over. And then you can try to do the tap, tap, wiggle, wiggle thing. So the whole thing is just and just stay calm. If there's tension, too much tension, the dog can get pick up on that too. Right, right. Okay, going to wonder why we're all nervous. About yes, her. exactly. Right. So it doesn't have to be hours. It could be like you know three minutes, and then we're done. And then maybe tomorrow we try it for twenty minutes, and that you know. So just baby step it to see how it goes. You can always give me a holler up at Katie's Canines. You know, up in Hugo there. I'll go to my talk one zero seven one com and you can go to my website and get my you know uh absolutely okay. i know where to find you all right kid <laughs> then yes yeah, so let me know and say okay we tried this and that's so you don't have to wait till next week okay 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 you. good luck bye-bye all right is it that time my behind rachel hello. yep it's time yeah. for break thank you sometimes you got to smack me upside the head Throw something at the windows, but I know you can't. It doesn't make any. It does. I know it doesn't make any uh, noise because that's uh, bulletproof glass. Yeah, if you would knock on that side, I wouldn't. 
hear it, you know. So anyway, okay. I got to get a flag. That I there you go. Around. Hey, hey, over here. Okay, how many feet of wire does it take to make one slinky? Now, I thought I knew this one, and I didn't. Okay, 20 feet, 40 feet, 60 feet, or 80 feet. How much wire to make one slinky? We'll be right back. Hello. Thank you for hanging in there. I greatly appreciate it. All right. Rachel's on the phone, so we got to wait to do the trivia question to see how many feet of wire does it take to make one slinky. And it's either 20 feet, 40 feet, 60 feet, or 80 feet. So when she gets off the phone, then we'll discuss that. In the meantime, if your dog is shedding or your cat is shedding a lot, folks, okay, all shedding is is dead, dry hair. So usually what happens is that if you bump up the omega-3s and 6s, that that will take care of it, all right? Uh, if your dog is itchy, omega-3s and 6s, that means fish oil, krill oil, um, you know, salmon oil, uh, plankton, phytoplankton, just things that have the omega-3s and 6s to it. And so the whole thing is there's every coat's different, just like humans are different as far as what works for their skin to keep them, you know, from having, you know, your, your omega-3s and 6s in your own body. So if your cat is uh, now uh, shedding a lot, it's low in the omega threes and sixes. But also go to grain free canned cat foods. Just do it for two weeks, grain free for two weeks, and you're going to notice that without the dry food in there, the coat's going to be nicer and softer. You won't know where the dog or the cat is sleeping, and there's going to be less doos in the box because it's more absorbable for cats. Now with dogs. You want to make sure you feed a, a good quality dog food, a.k.a. Nutri-Source. Go to NutriSourcePetFoods.com. Try their new element. That new element dog food is phenomenal. It's like raw and kibble form. <laughs> but anyway, and so uh, that's what it is, is that it all comes down to the diet. If the dog is over itching and then uh, shedding. They, your dog should not shed and your cat should not shed, you know, 24-7. They should only shed their, drop their coat in the spring. And then they get ready for the fall, and then there's another shedding period. And if your dog or cat's coat is in condition with some grooming, they it should be done in a couple weeks, and now they got their beautiful new coat, and you're not putting up with shedding all the time. So shedding has to do with, you know, f- you know if you feed a low-grade food, you know, that can do it. You know, uh, so uh, extra virgin coconut oil, that it has really good fats in it. It's good for their brains and for their coats. Uh, so you just got to think about you know, how to boost up those omega-3s and 6s in their diet, okay? Okay, you're off the lines there. You ready? How many feet of wire does it take to make a slinky? One slinky. 20 feet, 40 feet, 60 feet, or 80 feet? 40 feet. What did Brian say? He's going with 80. He's going with 80. Ding, ding, ding. Dang, it takes probably. 80 feet of wire to make one slinky. Invented by Richard and Betty James in 1945, over a quarter of billion slinkies have been sold worldwide by 2000. You're in, so now we're into 2021, so 20 years. Just think how many more have been sold. But they're not as good as the old slinkies. No, the not old the metal slink- ones. Oh, those old slinkies, man, those were awesome. You put them down the stairs. Oh, and they go do- you got <laughs> it. You got it. Yeah, they were awesome. So, okay, let's head to the line. All right, we've got Marsha on the line. She has a question about potty training. All right. Hi, Marsha. How you doing? Hi, Katie. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, thanks for calling. We have or my daughter has, a Pomeranian, mm-hmm. five months old. He was just neutered, maybe six months now. Mm-hmm. He is a darling dog, but she is so frustrated with his peeing in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, she takes him out very regularly, mm-hmm. and he will maybe pee outside, maybe not. 
and then come in the kitchen <laughs> and pee. Mm-hmm. Even though he's been outside, he goes for walks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and he'll come right back in the house and pee on the floor. Okay. First of all, when you're having potty training problems, you have to be in total control of the situation. He has no freedom in the house whatsoever. When he's if he's not being in if he's not in his kennel, then he's going to be on a leash tied to the human in there, so they can pay, watch for the potty dance. Okay? okay. Now, some people take him out too often, so the dog never learns how to have bladder control. You know, their bladder gets stronger as if they can hold it longer. Correct? Okay. okay now, yeah. now what she needs to do is when she takes him out. Now, is she in the house or what's her what's what's it yes she's in a house okay so she does work at home good she has that going for okay good so you're going to take him out like on a 15 foot line and st- stand still and bring him to the potty spot now with small dogs you got to remember winter don't put it in the back 40 and then there's 10 foot drifts to get to it during the winter okay, okay. so you want to find a potty spot you're going to go to the potty spot stand still don't walk around. And in a chant-like voice, you're going to have your potty word, whether it's go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy, or park it, or park it, or pee pee. I don't care what you use. Okay. But you got to have the potty word. you got to teach them what potty is called and where it goes. All right? Okay. Now, now, Minnesota dogs are only out there for two minutes, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, so now, what, okay. in the morning, we always get, in the morning, you always get a piddle and a doo-doo. Yeah. Now, let's say you're out for two minutes. He only gave you the piddle. Bring him back in. Keep him on the leash with you for about a minute or two. Take him back out. Try it again. No doo-doo. Bring him back in. Now, is she using a kennel at all? Yes, she is. Good. Please in it. Nice. And if she's gone for any length of time. Good. So what you want to do is that you bring him back in from that two times out. Put him in the kennel. Feed him in the kennel. Wait till about 10 minutes after he gets done eating. Go to the kennel. Take the bowl out, put the line on, go back out, and 10 to 1, he'll, he'll have a doo-doo then. Because uh, if something goes in the front door, something goes out the back door, okay? So now okay. He, he piddled and he doo-dooed, okay? Now you can bring him back in, and now he's on a six-foot line with you. Or if he don't, and then he's in his kennel. Because he ever pottied okay. in his kennel? Don't believe so. Good, good. And so now for the next two weeks, when he's out of the kennel, he is tied mm-hmm. to her. Okay, being that she okay. works, at, you know, at home, if she doesn't have time, she, he goes in the kennel. He doesn't have to be by her feet, you know. Or, you know, the big thing that what people are doing because they're working from home is they're not teaching independence to their dog. The dog can be in another room and not be screaming because they're not in the same room as the owners. All right. Okay. So if you want her mm-hmm. to teach her independence that he can be in the kennel, but he doesn't have to be right by her. Okay. Then okay. now after two weeks, she, the dog is tied to her. Okay. No freedom in the house whatsoever. And then now uh, the third week, you're going to drop the leash, but he has to stay in the same room as you. If he tries to leave okay. the room, uh-uh, get back here. Come on. Oh, good job. Good job. Very nice. Okay. Or anytime you're busy, he has to go into his kennel. Okay, fourth okay. week, you're going to let him drag the leash, but he has to. Now he has freedom in the house. Okay, let's see what he does okay. with the, that. And then if everything's been doing well, then the fifth week, you can take the leash off and start giving him more freedom. Little dogs are notoriously harder to potty train. Little boy dogs seems like they could potty every two seconds. Okay. Okay. And then the other thing that you can do is that you can get a belly band for him. Okay. So he doesn't whiz. A belly band is like, um, everybody's different. It's like a Velcro, like with a, a, a napkin on the inside of it, you know. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And so anyway, so yeah, so that's another thing. If you're really having a hard time, if you know, or you're busy or something like that, then get them used to the belly band. Never put okay. them in the kennel with the belly band. 
okay. uh, you know, take it off when he goes into the kennel. But like I said, the whole thing is to try to teach him what it's called, where it's put. And then you got to remember that if you don't take the time to train the dog mentally, like walk, working, walking on a leash nice, doing a stay or a down or a wait, potty training mm-hmm. goes backwards. The more the input into the dog's brain, the more they learn to focus and hold a thought. And I found through training greyhounds that were having potty training problems, once they mm-hmm. started them on a program of teaching them something, you know, walking on a leash nice, some tricks, you know, the down, the sit, potty training went a lot smoother. All right? Okay. So input, input, input. Because unfortunately, okay. little dogs are more, oh, just come and sit in my lap. We have a tendency not to make them think much. And so then they yeah. just kind of run amok. They just go all over the place, and, and they literally start going all over the place. So you've got okay. to build a relationship so the dog looks to you for leadership. And then the big thing is that they want to keep your house clean. All right? He's keeping his yeah. kennel clean. That's good, but he's not keeping her house clean. Yeah. So that okay. comes by respect and trust that is earned by teaching. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. You know, All and, right. Now, okay. somebody mentioned some spray to go out by a particular tree, spray the tree. I've never, never heard of that. That's just, you know, okay. just just go down to the basics okay. and common sense. Okay. You know, that sure. whole thing is, is just, this is what potty is called, and this is where it goes. Okay? Okay. That's very helpful. Thank okay. you. You bet. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. What toy was promoted by the Ziegler Follies girls in 1920? Was it Boomerang, Frisbee, Pogo Stick, or Hula Hoop? We'll be right back. All right. Thank you for holding on. I greatly appreciate it. Looks like maybe it gets a little bit more rain. Once again, our crops are not saved. Hopefully they will do better than what they would have with the way they looked. <laughs> anyway. Okay, what toy was promoted by Zigfield Folly Girls in 1920? Was it Boomerang, Frisbee, uh, do to do Pogo Stick, or a Hooli Hoop? What do you think, Rachel? I'm going to go with Pogo Stick because that's my favorite. And that's your, and what do you think? Brian? I think Oh, you got to turn that up. How come we can't hear him? Oh, hold up. Okay, try it again. Okay, Brian, try that voice again. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Hula Hoop. Hula Hoop. Okay. Nope. It was the Pogo Stick. Woo-hoo. Okay. In an nice. effort, yeah, in an effort to promote Pogo Stick, inventor George Hansberg arranged a, a number of publicity stunts, including a marriage performed on a Pogo Stick in 1920 Ziegfeld Follies show. For the stunt, Hansberg himself taught the Ziegfeld Follies girls how to Pogo. That totally blew my mind. I thought hula hoop also, but the pogo side, that's what I tried it once for about 0.2 seconds and I moved on. I didn't have any, didn't want any, break anything. Everything was just as, as it should be. So let's head to the phone lines. All right. We've got Melinda who's got um, some dogs who don't really get along with each other. All right. Hi, Melinda. Hi there. Thank you for Thank you for taking my call. Thanks hold it for um, holding on. So what who what are the two dogs? What kind are they? Well, I actually have three. Okay. But our two our two dogs that we brought the new puppy into the household with are um a large mixed breed. He's like a hundred pound mutt. And then we also have uh, a little twelve year old Havanese. Okay. And then we adopted a four and a half month old shepherd mix. Okay. And they were all getting along swimmingly for about three weeks, and last week, the the older Havanese snapped at the the shepherd puppy, 
and we weren't in the room at the time, and when we came back in the room, they were all out brawling, and the little one got bit pretty bad, and we had to take him to the emergency vet to get stitched up. Um, and then since that incident happened, it, they've had two other skirmishes, not as severe. Um, but this morning, the the little one just walked by the shepherd puppy, and he just attacked him out of nowhere. Okay. Um, so we're kind of at odds right now and feeling really torn about whether we need to rehome this puppy if this is going to work for our family. Well, we don't know because if you didn't that they got along at the beginning, that's good. But see, what you got to yeah. remember, a four-and-a-half-old pup is a, a puppy mush brain. They're, they're mm-hmm. antagonized. They push. They, you know, put their paw on top of you. They try to, you know, instigate playtime. And when the older dogs are kind of like, hey, I've been there, done that, don't want to do it now. And so that's why what you've got to do is you've got to be the, uh, so it's the Havanese, right, that is kind of the pot stirrer with this? Yeah, well, he's he's the existing dog in the household. He's always kind of been the top dog. Right, no, the littlest and dog in the household runs the household. Uh, that's yeah. just the rule of thumb, all right? And see, the yep. thing is, is that what you've got to do is you've got to realize, okay, when puppies come in, they just want to play, 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 and, you know, it's like everything's a game. Okay, and they want to poke at the existing dogs, and usually the older existing dogs are like, get out of my face, get off my tail, get off my ear. You know, and so right. you've got to be the the referee. So right now what you want to do is you want to put the, make sure the pup is on, on a leash with you guys, all right? So number one, we want that pup to bond to the humans and not to the dogs in the house, all right? right. And so and then, like, so now the pup can't go and antagonize the Havanese. And now if the Havanese comes in, you can see he's got that little attitude, like he might cop one. Hey, 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 you be nice. You be nice. Ah, 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 ah. Be nice. Okay, so what you got to try to do is be the common ground, the mediator. But um, and then now the 100-pound dog, now he is okay. He's not the pot store, just the have is, right? Not at all. No, him, yeah. him and the shepherd get along wonderfully. Okay, okay. And see, my guess is that when, all, when crap hit the fan there, you know, when you weren't in the room, all right, mm-hmm. is that it was just kind of pack mentality. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so anyway, so now that that should never happen again. They are never left. That pup is always going with somebody. If you're leaving a room, he's coming with you. All right. Okay. And so they, because uh, like I said, if he pokes at the, the old, you know, the Havanese, the older one, the 12 year old, you know, the, the already is already showed you, uh, you know, hey, get out of my face. Now, if the have can have more be- uh, quality, incidences where he that you know the pup isn't poking at him or you know trying to take a toy or whatever right then yeah. uh, you know then he's gonna it'll be a little bit more relaxed but you know in, in the world was is it was just me him and his big giant buddy they ruled the world right and now all of a sudden this wah factor comes in and who the heck are you and i don't think i like how fast you move and how you jump and all this kind of stuff so all of a sudden mm-hmm. the, the pot's getting stirred so you just got to help them stay calm. So by keeping the pup on a leash, and then if you don't have time, then the pup goes into its kennel. So you know, okay. you know, you know, you you got to control the situation, and then like go for a walk with just the have and the pup. You know, maybe two blocks out and two blocks back. But then if you want to okay. take the have and the uh, hundred pounder for a walk, then take them for a walk. You know, but what you want to do is just slowly try to get everybody to, you know, hang out together and uh, like each other. But right now, for pups that are anywhere from 10, 12 weeks till about a year, year and a half are obnoxious. And most older dogs don't want to put up with it. And then they come flying at it. And so that's why you've got to be the good referee and realize don't open that 
don't put your dogs into a situation that can cause major problems. Okay, right. we always want everybody to get along and, and be happy. And, you know, you can say, well, well, maybe it didn't work with this pup. Now let's try another pup. Okay, no, right now what they have told you and what I would start doing is build a better relationship with the 12 year old. Do some tricks with her uh, teacher. Try to get her mind onto other things other than just the, the, the rank of the pack. You know, sometimes just take her for a walk. But the big thing is to get her to look to you for direction so that she doesn't think she has to take on the, the leadership by, you know, controlling the pack. Right. Okay, so that's why, like I said, uh, like uh, I keep saying to everybody, you know, brain games for dogs, 101 dog tricks, uh, brain teasers. You can go to e- or to uh, YouTube. They can type in dog tricks and see what they've got. No dog is too old to learn anything. Right. And the input, we have, we have a tendency to be very complacent with older dogs so that, you know, they've been there, done that. We'll just kind of hang out, sit on my lap, let's go for a walk. Right. We really don't ask them to do much. And see, little dogs, uh, the reason why they're kind of yappy snappy is because we don't teach them anything. So they just kind of exist in the world. Whereas I don't like this. I don't like that. Hey, don't you look at me like that. You know, especially with other dogs, all right? Yeah. And so if you give her other things to think about, and then really pay attention, no edible things around, okay? Yeah. The dogs are in the, in the. Uh, you want to give a, like a treats, if they're in their kennels, and nobody gets it out into the room, because that have will, will definitely stir the pot big time. Uh, if you got, yeah. now watch that favorite toys, Okay, whereas if your have has a, a favorite toy, make sure that sucker isn't around when that pup is around because she'll go after that. And see, that is, right. now it's not just between the have. Her 100-pound her buddy is going to come to her rescue too, okay? Yeah. And so now you got two against one, and the pup has no idea what the heck is going on. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you think we should be concerned at all about the severity of the reaction the pup had? As far as, okay, the pup came back at the have, Correct. Right, so the have snapped at the pup, and right. the pup, because we have a camera in our living room, so we went and watched the footage, okay. and it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty aggressive. Oh, okay. He, he took and he shook him Ooh. by his neck. Okay. And and so I'm just concerned about, like, is that a, a bizarre reaction for a puppy to for have? A four and a half month old it is. That's pretty yeah. intimidating for a four and a half month old dog. See, I'm sorry. I thought it was the other way around. I thought the have was taken after the shepherd. I'm glad well, you clarified. He, he, he initiates it, right? And then the the, the shepherd goes to an extreme. Okay, yeah, he reaction. takes it to the next level. Okay, no, I didn't understand that. I'm glad we clarified yeah. that. Yeah, because I, if you, okay, we we got to run to break. Can you hold on? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, Play-Doh was originally invented for what purpose? Caulking, sculpturing, cleaning wallpaper. Or sealing fruit. Sealing fruit. Okay, we'll be right back.